You're listening to High Tea with Monsters, Rebel Scum, and Vigilantes. I'm your host, Brett Ashley. Today we'll be doing one of our very first seven-minute film reviews, and we are covering the 2019 adaptation of Little Women, adapted by Greta Gerwig, directed by Greta Gerwig, and featuring an all-star cast. And it really must be said that when an ensemble cast is so talented that you forget for a moment that Meryl Streep and Laura Dern are even in a film, you know that the casting director has done their job. The March sisters are, of course, led by the inimitable Sir Ronan as Joe, and then Emma Watson plays the older sister Meg, Florence Pugh as Amy, and Eliza Scanlon as Beth. Timothy Chalamet portrays Laurie, who serves sort of as the compass around which all four March sisters sort of orient themselves for the duration of the film. I'm going to voice some opinions that probably will not make me very popular amongst my own age peer group. I'm a 37-year-old woman, so the 1994 version of Little Women starring Winona Ryder, Christian Bale, Claire Danes, and Kirsten Dunst is a um, long-held favorite amongst many of my friends, and I have to say that I feel this version blows that one out of the water. The second unpopular opinion I want to voice is that this is the first iteration of Little Women in which I actually buy Amy and Lori getting together at the end as opposed to Lori and Joe. I think that is largely due to Timothy Chalamet's portrayal of Lori and the fact that they really don't overdo it in the aging up or down of the characters. In their portrayal of the younger March sisters, the actresses are not overly immature or attempting to oversell it. They act naturally and in a relatable way. You feel like you're getting a snapshot into the true lives of four sisters, getting into trouble and driving their mother crazy. The way that the film is successful in featuring the older versions of themselves is to sort of take them apart from one another and set them in their own life settings with Amy off in Europe and Joe attempting to find success in New York uh, with Meg sort of coming to the realization that her romantic dreams are not playing out the way that she necessarily assumed they would and poor Beth, (laughs) always the tragic figure, being so ill. I think that the reason that Lori and Amy work together better in this film than in the prior adaptations is because you see Laurie sort of come to the realization as he's mourning the loss of, you know, his first love, Joe, after she has rejected him. Amy is sort of an anchor that tethers him to the March family while he's in Europe, but she's also not tolerant of his self-pitying behavior. She reminds him who he has the potential to be and how she would expect more of him. I've always known I would marry Rich. Why should I be ashamed of that? nothing to be ashamed of as long as you love him well i believe we have some power over who we love it isn't something that just happens to a person i think the poets might disagree well i'm not a poet i'm just a woman and as a woman there's no way for me to make my own money not enough to earn a living or to support my family and if i had my own money which i don't that money would belong to my husband the moment we got married and if we had children they would be his not mine they would be his property so don't sit there and tell me that marriage isn't an economic proposition because it is 
So you really see them falling for each other as adults. And you can be comfortable in the setting aside of youthful things that both Lori and then eventually Joe go through as they move forward into their adult relationships. And I'm so sick of people saying that, that love is just all a woman is fit for. I'm so sick of it. But I'm, I'm so lonely. Again, on the chemistry of the cast, obviously Laura Dern as Marmee is lovable and endearing, but Greta Gerwig sort of pries apart the perception that we all have of Marmee as this endlessly caring and selfless creature when she has that rare moment alone with Joe. I get into passion. I get so savage. I could hurt anyone, and I'd enjoy it. You remind me of myself. But you're never angry. I'm angry nearly every day of my life. I'm not patient by nature, but with nearly 40 years of effort, I'm learning to not let it get the better of me. And maybe she is not so willingly a participant in the sacrifices that they have to make, even though she's constantly demanding and reminding them to give more than they receive. Meryl Streep cast as Aunt March is a lovely turn. It's always fun to see Meryl's take on these period piece caricatures. Greta Gerwig summed it up nicely when trying to direct the scene, the one scene that Sir Ronan and Meryl Streep share alone. You mind yourself, dearie. Someday you'll need me and you'll wish you had behaved better. Thank you, Aunt March, for your employment and your many kindnesses, but I intend to make my own way in the world. No, no one makes their own way. Least of all a woman. You'll need to marry well. But you are not married, Aunt March. Well, that's because I'm rich. Greta Gerwig, I think it was on Jimmy Kimmel, one of the late night shows, she described directing that scene as sort of being a chaperone at a middle school dance where she's sort of standing off to the side by the punch bowl and letting these two formidable actresses do their work. Meryl does the role of Aunt March justice. However, she's really not um, the center stage of this film. She's really more like the window dressing along with Laura Dern and some of the other ensemble cast. The focus of this movie really truly is on Lori and the sisters. I think that Lori really takes on some of the components of the sisters, really almost like a fifth sister, because Timothy Chalamet is so good at these sort of non-gender specific roles and stereotypes, and he actually had some good things to say on that when he appeared on the Jimmy Fallon show recently. This movie is really extraordinary and needs to be seen. And I was saying it to my sister yesterday. I was like, man, if I have daughters one day, I want them to see it. And she was like, if you have sons, and it's true, boys, guys, everyone should see this because it's it just gets at the pursuit of artistry, what it is to be human, what it is to be a girl and a woman back in the 1800s, but unfortunately the, the prejudices that are held up to today. This movie is definitely one to go see. It was a slight that Greta Gerwig was not nominated for a Best Director Oscar and she had been snubbed by some of the other awards institutions, but it is exciting to see Saoirse Ronan nominated for Best Actress and to see Florence Pugh nominated for Best Supporting Actress for her portrayal of Amy. I took my seven-year-old to see the movie. She loved it. We spent a lot of time talking together afterwards about which sisters she saw in herself, which is something I think all of us who have read or seen Little Women have done for centuries 
movies. I definitely teared up a few times, not necessarily out of sadness, but just out of the sheer emotion and poignancy of the portrayal of these women. And the way that Greta Gerwig has written her adaptation of this film is something that could be lifted and replicated in almost any period in time. Um, It works very well in its original setting, and a lot of that is due to Greta Gerwig's attention to detail. On the set, they replicated Louisa May Alcott's own home, Orchid House, and that replication was the setting for the March sisters' home. In her directorial style, Greta Gerwig is known for not having her actors stray from the script. There is not a lot of improvisation on set, and in fact, Saoirse Ronan shared that when she and Timothy Chalamet were filming the dance scenes that Timothy, with his background as a trained ballet dancer, sort of wanted to incorporate some more improvisational work into their dance scene. And Sersha actually took on that Greta Gerwig style and kept him confined within the box that they were allowed to explore. Don't just take your daughters to see this movie. Please take your sons. We begin conditioning our kids very early on to either be a part of or be a victim of a society that is misogynist. This movie is really the antithesis of that. Uh, so please take your whole family to see it. Take your husbands, sons, fathers, brothers, and enjoy it. It is a fantastic film, phenomenal cast, timeless story, but told freshly in a way that the world needs to hear and see. Thanks for listening to this seven-minute review on High Tea with Monsters, Rebel Scum, and Vigilantes. Please subscribe on iTunes so that you can get notified of our next episode. We've got some big things coming up. And until next time, pinkies up. You know, Greta, if you're watching this, you want me to play a chair or a tree? I like Scarlett and, Johansson. I'll be a tree. And, uh, and uh, By the way, I'll play the chair if he gets the tree part. Yeah. I'll do the chair. <laughs> What's your, what would the chair be? Uh, dude, this sets a chair. Okay. Uh.